Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. And we're the, the ghouls, ghouls next, next door. door. Do, 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 da, 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 da. Yeah, it's a new theme song. Okay. So what's up? Okay. Welcome um, to the ghouls next door. You're safe. I have a secret for you. Okay. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's a very good secret. Listening to your words. Ready? Yes. I hear dead people. You hear them or see them? I hear them because this is the podcast media. Oh, I guess you can't see those audio only. You can only hear them. All I hear is dead people. Yeah, no, me too. Oh, okay. I think it's because we're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, spoiler! Yeah. The next we're door. both murdered. We've been dead this whole time. You didn't know. So yeah, we... Guess what we watched. Secrets for you. So, you know how you think you have, like, five senses? Yeah. Whoa. Well, apparently. There's six. There's a sixth one. We found it. Yeah. It was in my what pocket the it? whole time. Oh, you're always keeping things in there. <laughs> yeah, in that giant purse of yours. Yeah. You know, the whole satchel situation that we got going on. But, yeah. So, the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which was made by a person. So which is what the real theme is. Yes. Which is what this episode is about. Which is and a lovely I, man. Shyamalan and on. No, but be nice. <laughs> I'm not Shyamalan. So yeah, we wanted to talk to you guys about a person instead of just like a topic because he's kind of a topic in himself. Yeah, he like made he, a bunch of movies. he is a like a theme. You know, mm-hmm. when people hear M Knight's name, one they have like mixed feelings now, but yeah. their first general reaction is like, "Ooh, twist! Ooh, kind of scary, but also like, like psychological." Makes you think a bit. M. Night Bruce mess around. Yeah, the Bruce Willis, <laughs> the Bruce Willis twist movies, yeah. as my friend Jeff likes to say. What did he call them? He called them something. The Bruce Willis twists. Okay, is that what it was? Yeah, I thought it was something goofy. Because he doesn't understand that it's not Bruce Willis with the twist. It's M. Night who just happens to keep hiring Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis to do his films. <laughs> so, it's not just like Bruce Willis did the whole thing. He didn't it just come he up happens to be in the movies. Yeah, that have the twists in them. He wasn't like yo M. Night typecast. Check this. You know, <laughs> check this. I got this story for you. I got a twist for you. Yeah. And he was like, man, I was just going to make a normal movie about a kid who just had schizophrenia really early yeah, no, onset. Bruce Willis comes into play. It's like, Whoa, He was like, actually, I was dead. Spoilers. For you. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know I was dead the whole time? I didn't. That's the whole movie. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> mind blown. Yeah. And he's like, you mind if I put Bruce. my name on here and bruce is like whatever bruh yeah, people will like, know it's the bruce willis twist yeah it's my coined term you'll <laughs> see me in looper later it'll just be a it whole makes what sense he's typecasted at this point every single movie he's in it's just like Whoa. every single movie and then they he's give, in it's like funny because it's like he should totally get credit for the fact that like he's like good at playing that character that's just like oh that thing you thought wrong he's good at playing a cop who was bad yeah. and he's not bad anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like a recovering alcoholic and he has a mess. He like messed up his family and he's mm-hmm. kind of angry about it. He's good at messing up his family in every movie that yeah. he's in. That's very true. And then like recovering yeah, from Bruce. it, having some. Like, but he's like still time. a good guy. Like you're still not mad. Yeah, you're still like Bruce. Oh, yeah. Oh, bitch. So, Back to M Night. What's yes, up? we're talking about Sorry. M Night Shyamalan, and so we watch Split. Because it was the most recent. Sure uh, did. We watched Unbreakable because they are connected. And we watched Sixth Sense because it's a classic. It's his first big hit. And, I mean, it makes sense. We've also, I mean, obviously seen 
maybe not all, but most of his films. Yeah. And literally every podcast thus far, I've mentioned The Sixth Sense at one point. Because yeah, it was one of like true. the really big scary movies that I saw as a kid that like made me realize that scary movies were a thing. <laughs> this, it means a lot to Kat. Also, we wanted to represent the way that he represents in that every one of his movies is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And that's where we are. It was so fun to literally call out each time, like, you said South Philly, bitch! No. That's not that where you are. That is Society Hill, motherfucker. I'm in South Philly now, and I know the streets are not that nice. Yes. What inside of the house are you at right now? Because yeah. none of those buildings look that like that. That skyline is not that close That's where in the South fancy Philly. people Where live. are you? Yes. But yeah, that part's always fun. It's like, guess, guess where yeah, we guess are. Yeah, guess where you are. Because it's not the place that it says. Or just seeing, like, landmarks and, like, pieces of places that you see every day. It was fun watching Split because my mom kept hinting because she was like, you know where this place is. Like, you know where they are. And so I spent the whole movie being like, okay, where is it? And then when I watched it again with Kat this time, it was fun to kind of try to see <laughs> if I could have understood if, like the background could have given it away. And I think mm-hmm. if I really thought about it, I could have figured it out. We wanted to start just kind of like our own personal feelings about uh, M. Night and his films, ones that we liked, ones that, you know, maybe hit the, uh, miss the mark, and kind of what he, I guess, means to us. As cliche as that sounds, this one singular man. M. Night, you know. But, you know, we always do our own personal spin. So, Kat, you want to tell us about your deep feelings about The Sixth Sense? Yeah, I mean... M. Night in general, like, a lot of his movies were movies that I saw with, like, very important family members in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I watched Science with my grandpa, and that was, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. And I watched The Sixth Sense with my dad, and that was also, like, a thing. So, I mean, honestly, I saw The Sixth Sense first. I was, like, seven. Yes. And I remember it being, like, That's funny because my dad was dating uh, his current wife at the time. And she's just very, like, traditional, and, like, we he always kind of did things with me that, like, he probably shouldn't have, like, let me watch Terminator, and, like, let me watch the fucking Sixth Sense as a seven-year-old, and, like, play Beavis mm-hmm. and Butthead and crap. Like, yeah. stuff that I should not have been able to do, because it was totally inappropriate and somewhat traumatizing. Yeah, we both had child. You know, parental figures who did not understand that children should not watch these things. Yeah, we like, the rated R was that. there for a reason, what? Like, it was not made for tiny people. They don't let It's not rated R for righteous. Or rugrats. I know. Rugrats for really let your kid watch it. Yeah, that's not that. Oh, so, okay. so, like, she was very aware that I shouldn't be watching this movie. And he was, like, assuring her, like, it's okay. Like, we've watched other movies together. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember sitting with them watching this movie and then the part where the little girl is like vomiting inside his tent Mm -hmm. once it's already been like established that like the dead people is a situation yeah so because like the first it starts slow and they're like oh there's not it's just like kind of weird sometimes he screams and it's scary it's not like oh there are straight up dead people everywhere we watched it together and i remember that scene coming on when they started to show the actual dead people that he was seeing and I just started screaming at the top of my lungs and I was like ah, turn it off like and I did that a lot with scary movies and I didn't actually want you to turn it off I was just being dramatic you're just re- reacting yeah I was just like holy shit that lady's puking we don't want to puke that that's the thing you don't do Ew. I'm upset mm-hmm. everyone should be upset there's dead things 
And so I started screaming and they turned off the movie and they wouldn't turn it back on. And I remember being so mad because I was like, well, I wanted to know what happens. Do you feel resolved now? Well, yeah, I've seen it like a million times. (laughs) (laughs) Continuously torturing yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Like it obviously like as I got older, it didn't bother me as much. The first time could not actually watch it because I would not stop screaming at the television. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that like, oh, I have things to be scared of. Yeah. Like, whoa, ghosts are a thing. I thought it was just like, don't talk to strangers and like, don't do things like that. Like Mm -hmm. scary things happen, but they're real things. Where like that movie was like, oh my God, they don't have to be real. (laughs) They don't have to be real. It doesn't have to actually be feasible at all. Yeah. They're just ghosts and they can torture you and then you're dead. Like, I don't, I was like super freaked out by that. Like that it was out of anyone's control. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, like, you could just see them, and that would just be a thing. And I remember just being really freaked out at the idea of, like, seeing things that weren't there. Yeah, I didn't see Sixth Sense. I actually saw it for the first time <sighs> when we watched it for this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, I knew the twist, because everyone knows. Well, yeah, because you had it ruined for you, because you didn't watch it in the appropriate amount of time that anyone should have watched it. Exactly. I mean, it was. I wasn't mad, because it's like, you know what? <laughs> it came out like a long-ass time ago. Ten plus It's almost, years. like, 20 years. I would say my first, like memorable M. Night movie is Signs. Yeah. Um, I, like, totally forgot that he did that. But Yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah. I remember watching that with my mom and both of us being absolutely floored at the end. Like, wh- And I remember being scared. Like, I watched... Um, oh, yeah, same. Signs, not very recently, like, in the last few years. And I remember that I see, like, the aliens and they're so bad. Yeah, they're ridiculous they're, like, looking. stupid. But I remember being utterly terrified like Same. when they're at the birthday party mm-hmm. and they pan over because the kids start screaming and he just walks and it's just a weird like almost like caveman walk yep right there with you terrified screamed i was I hiding saw under the, the covers a birthday party too it was her name was emily there's a scene of the birthday party. no i know but i was at a birthday you party were at and i watched it yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible but i remember watching it and the thing is my family is very religious as i've said on this podcast so and i was at the time of seeing that film and there was that whole thing where it was like everything happens for a reason like the mom spoiler alerts uh, <laughs> if you have this seen whole signs, thing is spoilers. You just always, don't, you just know. don't listen because we don't have self control. Yeah, Continue. we don't know how to dance around. Uh, but like the mom dying, yeah. my favorite is like the little girl who left all the half drank glasses of water. I straight around. up would do that. Oh, I do that all the time now because like yes. I don't do it on purpose. I'm just oh you know when I was like what after I saw that with my grandpa, he was like, oh, is that why you leave all the water around? I was like, now it is. <laughs> You thought it's I did. It. You thought I did it before. You wait. Aliens will not get in our house. I'm gonna leave all the water <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, but I I remember like <laughs> at the ends feeling like yeah of course like that makes sense <laughs> yeah and you know sometimes really shitty things happen and it's God's roundabout reason to help you fight aliens yeah duh he knew <laughs> Bruce knew probably he called him up was like hey make this movie. <laughs> I got a twist for you. I saw some cornfields and I had this thought. Yeah. But so I remember that and being like very, um, like I loved it. And then I remember watching like The Village with my family. We were all very surprised at the ending. Like what? They were there the whole time. And it's like ah. present day and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it is that was cool. Yeah. I've always enjoyed M. Night's movies. Even the ones who don't get a lot of love, like The Happening. Yeah, I like The Happening. I loved it. I also really... I watched it way too many times. <laughs> that was the first movie I noticed that M. Night does it in Philly because I had 
been in Philly when I watched mm-hmm. it. That movie's in Philly? Because it's, like, very, it's very obvious when you're watching it, like... I remember being like, holy fuck, I was there. Like, I've been there. It was, like, one of the more in-your-face versions of that. But, um, yeah, you that know, the I happening, which that I did shit. love, and you can hate on it. And then yeah, The Visit it, it, um, was their most recent one that I had seen besides Split where... Did we watch it? That's what the kids go to visit the grandparents. Oh, no. I didn't know that was M. Night. Holy shit, that movie was not. Okay. Okay, continue. I called that ending, though. It wasn't a surprise to me. Yeah. I called it in theaters. Like, I said the words right before the reveal happened, and everyone looked at me because they thought I had already seen it. But I was like, no, I just, it's really hard for me to get surprised by endings now. I just, I pick up on all, like, the the things that they try to well, tell it's like me. a game for us, too, to guess. Like, we mm-hmm. do that a lot. We're like, oh, I bet it's this. Yes. And Which is, like, a thing that kind of has worked again against M. Night these days where mm-hmm. like with Sixth Sense um, I'm very well roughly but like Signs like those were big hits because they had those twists and they were really interesting but now everyone's looking for those twists so it kind of mm-hmm. takes away from like what's really happening yeah they're like what is it what's, what's the twist because there is one you, yeah you know so then you is. spend the whole time trying to guess it instead of instead actually of like watching the movie being and... a decent fucking human being says the person who does that I do it all the time though. I never said I was a decent fucking no, human being I didn't realize the visit was him we watched yeah. it together that movie messed me up I was so freaked we watched out watched that several times I was like don't make grandparents scared <laughs> oh, those are my favorite things. That's true. And you're going to ruin them that. for everybody. I fucking love grandparents. I love grandparents. And they tried to make them scary. And I was like, no. But they were. That grandma was scary as hell. And then the grandpa got scary out of nowhere. He was like normal. And then he got scary out of nowhere. But oh my God. It was scary with. For a movie oh, where nothing really happened until the last like, I forgot 10 minutes. Moment. But that's M. Night. With the thing with the dike. Oh my god. Yeah. Ah. I'd say for M. Night, they, it awful. it's a whole movie of really nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's something. Well, there are like little creepy things where like, what the heck? But I mean, like, Unbreakable here? was a movie of nothing until the very last five minutes. Yeah, Unbreakable was slow. It was literally like, you don't have to film him drinking orange juice. It was a day in the life. I'm sure yeah. it meant something. Oh, sure. I'm sure okay. there's, like, little things in there, too. Yeah. I still love the scene, though, with, like, the little boy. He's like, I'm going to shoot you to show you that you're that a super... Scene. I thought it was so you loved, funny. You love patricide? I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I think it's great. I thought it was funny. Okay. I'm going to be hurt. But then I'm going to go upstairs, and I'm going to pack, and I'm going to leave for New York. Because I thought we were just starting to be friends for real. Mm-hmm. My friends listen to each other. They don't, they, they, and they don't shoot each other. But, 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 do they, Audrey? <laughs> no shooting, oh Joseph. Joseph. Oh God, Joseph. You are about to be in big trouble. He's going through all different kinds. No, of I things. am your father. He's just like anything. Just don't fucking shoot me. Right now. He's just going through. He's going through. What? Really, I will grow into his tactics. To be like, hey, hey, son, don't, don't shoot me. But like he starts nice, and then really want to shoot he starts nice. Like I totally believe him, in, but that's not gonna work. And then he's like, "Hey, don't you dare! You're I'm gonna count back from five. If I get dead, you're grounded." <laughs> Literally, that's so the funny. answer. Like he just tried every single tactic that you can as like a parent or a teacher to be like, "Yo, I see you have that gun. Knock that shit out." Let me tell you a story. 
So instead of having a history lesson, exactly, uh, we have a biography. A biography. Shyamalan, I can say it. That's how I say it. Shyamalan. It's so rude. And I... You can learn how to say it. I said it already. If we did an episode on Tchaikovsky, you would be able to say it. I know how to say it. I just like to be rude. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Got it. Um, So we're just going to give a nice little brief history look into this life of this man, which, I mean, you can't really describe too much of someone's life, like... What does that even mean? We don't know. Like, who are you? You're not... Stop getting all existentialist on this right now. What even are you? Who are we? We're just an assembly of past events. the rest of the world. We are nothing. We are just a blip. (laughs) We are just a tiny blue dot. We're in a cat's collar. (laughs) We're in a Ryan's belt. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. Men in black. Here comes men in black. Galaxy Defenders. Uh oh. Yeah. That. Uh, nothing to do with horror, but you here know. Here comes Midnight Shyamalan. <laughs> he has creepy twist, yeah. That was good. I was proud of that. Thanks. Oh, babe. <laughs> oh, I did it. You do stuff. Okay, so Kat, tell us about this mysterious. His name is Mystery Knight. I've just decided that's his first name. No, it's not. His first name is now Mystery Knight Shyamalan. That's absurd. His name's not Mystery. I've decided. I have decided no. <laughs> I don't know what his first name it's is. Mr. We're going Mystery. with M. Mystery. It's probably fucking Michael. <laughs> Let's talk about that. It's probably fucking like Michael or Micah or something. Matthew. Matthew. Or Mitchell. What kind of- <laughs> <laughs> Could you let him Mitchell? Mitch. 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 <laughs> so, he was born in India. Was there for like a hot second. Yeah, it was Moved to America. Lived there his whole life in Penn Valley. Pennsylvania. No. Penn Valley. In Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Penn Valley, Try- Pennsylvania. Trying to correct me. I'm just adding. I'm just... Helping. I'm here. I'm saying words. I got this. I know. I wanted to be a part of it. Oh, okay. I'll let you say words, too. So, that's a suburb. I've never been there, because I'm in a suburb. I was I was raised in a suburb right outside Philly, but I never heard of Penn Valley. I had to Google Valley. it and put it on a map, and I still don't know where it is. I believe that it exists. Bye. But, yeah. Balakinwood. Look that up and try to say it. I know what Balakinwood is. I know where that is, but I have no idea where Penn Valley is. I feel like it's I've never lie. been there. It's not real. Yeah, it's a twist. It's probably fancy people, because his dad is a doctor. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so his love of film started young, mm-hmm. you know, how it does. Yeah. And, you know, he started with a Super 8 camera. I don't know what that means. Maybe you do. It's a special camera. It's a special It's old. Whoa. Catherine? Tinder match. Turn off the sound. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Exit the audio booth, which is our living room. <laughs> All right. Did you put on mute? I did. Okay. I don't want to hear about your sexcapades. There's none. (laughs) (laughs) It's on record now. Everyone heard it. You heard it here first. Where's Bruce Willis? He needs to make my life more interesting. (laughs) I really don't want that. He's very old looking. He looks like my dad. No, he doesn't even look old. He just looks like my dad, and that'd be gross. Ew. Dad looks like Bruce Willis. Not like not really, really, but like kind of. Is your dad hot? Okay. So, M. Knight. Yep. Mitchell. Knight. <laughs> Mystery Knight. No. <laughs> Started his love of film when he was given a Super 8 camera. 
at a young age, it doesn't give an age. Yeah, it didn't. But by 17, he had made 45 home movies on each. Oh, that's actually cool. On each of his DVD releases, he includes a scene from one of these. His first hit <laughs> was The Sixth Sense, as it should be, because it's a great movie. Uh-huh. And then his first <laughs> film was Praying with Anger and Wide Awake, which I have not seen either. Yeah. Well, one was a praying with anger was like when he did while he was in college, and then Wide Awake oh. was his first one after that. Um, what is Wide Awake? Did you see it? Okay. But it's like about a kid who's trying to figure out more or less what happens after you die, or like if there is a God because his oh. grandfather dies, and he's like, "What happens?" And he's unconvinced that what he's in a death? better place. Yeah, he's like, "What does that mean?" So this is like a kid. I'd want to punch. Yeah, I don't understand why they say it's a better place. Can we talk about that? Because it's like, then why the fuck don't we all just die? Well, I just wanted to talk about a bit about him, and it's just like other no stuff. No way, is that what our podcast it's is? His history. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Whoa. Let's see. Uh, we. So what? Oh, fun fact. I saw this on Wikipedia, so I don't know if it's true. But he apparently <laughs> ghost wrote "She's All That," and I think that's amazing. Yeah, that is actually really funny. That's such a great little thing to know about him. Um, I want that to be true. Yeah, so he, as everyone knows, had really great success with Sixth Sense. It was very popular. People dug it. Yeah, they were like, yeah. What, dead people? And you can see them, and whoa. Spoilers. He was dead the whole time. This is nuts. I'm scared, but also, like, intrigued. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, But also, just that little kid is such a good actor. Haley Joel. Haley Joel Osment. What a great babe. He was so good at it. Um... His follow-up, Unbreakable, did not get as much attention. It's not so much that it didn't get not good attention, but people didn't dig it as much reasonably because it's kind of dry. Um, and it says, I think it's supposed to be like yeah. the start of all these superhero movies, but it, it the twist was that you're watching a superhero movie. I did not realize that. <laughs> I was like, well, because we watched Split first, uh-huh. and that totally threw me off. Yeah. Because I was expecting it to be like somewhat similar, and it was not mm-hmm. at all. Nope. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's it? That's the movie? He kind of, like, he did not get a lot of money for Lady in the Water. I remember hearing, like, it was awful. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I feel but like it's I not saw like, it, but I don't remember. It's not, for me, I don't think it's very in kind of what, like, when you're thinking, if you equate M. Night to that twist spoiler, like, uh, heavy ending kind of situation, mm-hmm. when you watch Lady in the Water... You're not getting that. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't It didn't bring in a lot of money that he was hoping. And then following that, you know, you had The Happening, which had a lot, a lot of people, people show up, but a lot of people did not like it. I don't know why it's so hated. I think people just thought the idea that the trees were attacking us was stupid. Like, they thought it was just a stupid political move. Oh, like against, like... Like yeah, us damaging the earth, like yeah. yeah. But I, it was, it was, it was I scary. It. I watched it a bunch of times because I mean, honestly, like it's funny in how absurd the premise is, but it's also like, what do you do if the Earth did decide to fight us back? Yeah, but it's just like I thought you it can't. Was good. It's literally you breathe air. 
Yeah, there's no... That's what the trees gave you. Yeah. And I also thought it was, like, messed up that it made you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even, like, zombies. Like, it wasn't yeah. like you killed other people. It was always, like, yourself. Which is just... And, what? like, that was crazy. I remember just, like, all the scenes, like, watching them do it freaked me out. And, like, mm-hmm. to this day, I get freaked out by windows. When it first happened, was fucking freaking freaked out. Like, the whole park, and then, like, just everyone yeah. froze, and you're like, what the fuck? And people just started jumping off a building. I couldn't... No. I don't know why people hated it so much. I thought it was good. And I, like, know that everyone hated it, and I, like, understand, like, that they didn't like it, and, like, it's, like, famously known for not being good. But yeah. I liked it. It freaked me out. I think it started out really strong, which is not what people are interested in. With and also Zoe Deschanel's great. So. Yeah, she's like, but so was a Mac Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Mac. Another one <laughs> we don't talk about is The Last Airbender. <sighs> I haven't seen it, and Enjoy I'm not awful going to. I made because it's awful. Yeah, I saw it in theaters it. because I hate myself. <sighs> it was so bad, game. It was the no, worst movie I've I don't ever wanna, seen. In my life. I don't want to admit that it exists, so we're gonna move on. I almost that was like I don't leave during movies. I wanted to leave during the movie, and I don't feel that very often. Like I was like halfway it's through, so and I was potential. like, the only other time this says something. The only time in my life where I ever felt like I wanted to leave a movie other than that movie was Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> and the solution to that was falling asleep. Uh, M. Knight has said, according to Wikipedia, that a common mis- con- misperception is that all his films have twist endings or that they're scary. Where in actuality, all his movies are spiritual and have emotional perspective. Which is true. Yeah. If you think about his, you consider his first two films, which Praying with Anger... And then Wide Awake are both blatantly religious. Yeah. And then you have something like Signs, again, blatantly religious. Yeah. You know, Sixth Sense, also religious. Mm -hmm. And it comes up where I would say The Village probably is, I mean, there's like religious aspects. It's more like, yeah, it's more like cultural kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, discounting that, like, tw- uh, Split and Unbreakable are superhero movies, so they don't count. But yeah, he. Well, it's kind of like with our, like, if you believe mm-hmm. it can happen, kind of. Thing. It true. was very much like the secret. Yeah, it's the true. book, the secret. Mm-hmm. We're like, the if you believe hard happen. enough, then you can jump off a roof and be fine. That's what the secret was. Oh, did you know? That's a bad secret to tell. It was people. a. No, it was like a thing where like people read it and they did like stupid things and like died stupid. and like I don't know if people died but like they got they hurt. Should have. Yeah, where it was just, like, the book basically is, like, if you believe in yourself enough or, like, in something enough, it'll happen. And, like, that's the secret that, like, These are crazy people things. won't tell you. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it was about. I I, yeah. But, I yeah, I definitely agree, that like, with what he's saying. And I think if you look at that, it's more about, like, the people, mm-hmm. not so much the experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, shit's going down, and it's it's scary, and it's also, like, you know, it's there's a twist. But it's more of, like, how are these people dealing yeah. Um, that's what the happening is about. It's like, how are people dealing? How do you deal with, like, that information? Even the village is, like, people rising to that occasion. Lady in the Water is all about people, too. Just, like, people believing. Yeah. It's all it's every one of his movies. It's like, do you, like, do Sixth you Sense is like, do you believe my secret? Yeah. He says it a million times, that child. Yeah. Do you believe my secret? So, I agree. And it, yeah, it's like, seems like it's really playing upon, like, the power of the mind mm-hmm. to, like, make things true. And oh I don't... Oh my god, that's literally in every single one. Exactly. So, I think when people... I think if people... He's kind of like... I just got it. Continue. I guess Split really helps, because now he's, like, kind of back up and people are interested again. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have helped if people just 
weren't so invested in this twist ending situation and more yeah. in like the emotions that he's putting into it. Yeah. I think it would have, those films would have fared better because people wouldn't have gone in it with these like different expectations. It seems like most of his films are like about believing something to be true mm-hmm. and like it influencing the way things happen where the happening was just like chemicals in the wind make you kill yourself. That was what that movie was. You didn't have to believe in anything. I think it was more about hope. Oh, uh, I could see that. Okay, you know, mind. like, and they get, they made it's a new family, bad. and they had to, with the random... Just killed the other ones. We have a new one. It's well, fine. I mean, they all killed themselves. Yeah. So you pick up pieces, you make your own family. Yeah, I think it was more about hope. Yeah. And, like, dealing with... Like, tragedy shit. and loss mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it was a little bit more... And then, apparently, I kind of read some things where he uses symbolic colors. Ooh. I know, that kind of makes sense. Like, red and sixth sense happens a lot. Green and purple and unbreakable because that's, like, a um, like a superhero thing. Mm. And it definitely was, there was no color happening in unbreakable except when you saw, like, Mr. Glass mm-hmm. and his elaborately purple and outrageous coats. Like, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. He dressed ridiculous. And it was great. And then him, uh, and then the good guy wearing green um, with his giant poncho. Oh my god, poncho man. Literally, so many outfits from that movie were just so funny to me. I mm-hmm. thought they were hilarious. Yeah, I think they're great. He saved the day in a fucking green poncho. anyway yeah and then apparently there's like oh there is red and yellow in the village Mm -hmm. it's like red is where you wear yeah yeah. so i mean i like symbolism i think color symbolism is dope because i'm a big um i love color correction i get like a film hard on if i shoot you you'll stay alive you're a superhero (laughs) no jesus hey south philly this don't look like south philly we're in south philly this South Philly? That's not South Philly. That don't look like South Philly to me. That's not our South Philly. You see our fucking streets? There's no yards or trees. We fell forever. Seriously. Go with the angels, Mom. You'll still I'll still see you. Yeah. And then you'll see. Then you'll see. We'll see each other. And nobody else, Mama. I'll have you on my side. Watch Split, Six Sense and Unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, we started with Split, which is um, about a man with 23 different personalities who suffers from DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, which is, means you have this person, I don't want to say has the ability, because that's kind of how it is in Split, but it's that generally what happened is some kind of trauma from your youth causes you to create these alternative personalities that help you cope because your own Mm -hmm. person can't. So they generally come from like different needs. So sometimes if you're a young scrawny artistic boy or something, you might have a bodybuilder who comes out and tries to protect you. But then you also have this child personality that even if you're like an adult comes out sometimes when you're like feeling vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it's like you want people to pity you. There's all this like, kind of debate on DID and what really it is and if it even exists because there's been some kind of shade going on. But this follows one who has 23 different personalities. Um, And he, at the start of the film, kidnaps and imprisons three teenage girls and keeps them in an underground, isolated facility. What's really interesting about it, though, is that, like, I don't know if this is true. I feel like now I just really want to know all about D-A-D, D-I-D. D-I-D. Mm-hmm. D-A-D. But the, also, it's like they had different medical conditions and stuff like that. Like, the mm-hmm. 
like his body changed based on who he was. Yeah, like one has diabetes. Like that's just just crazy. And I feel like that's just like too crazy to not be real. Like I feel like that has to be a thing that happens in those disorders. Otherwise, how would that even be a thought? I don't know. So like I want to do research on it because that's fascinating. Yeah. There's definitely a lot because, I mean, so I've read a few things. So there's a, a book called When Rabbit Howls. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on the author's name, but it's about a woman who has dissociative identity disorder, and she realizes it much later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her, they suffer from blackouts because those are times when they're not there. Their electricity and, like, technology tends to falter around them because they have so much more energy going on. Um, that it kind of zaps it out. But there's also, like, like their voices change, their mannerisms change, but then also, like, sometimes they are left-handed, so they'll write with their left hand. Yeah. And, like, it's just these, like, minute, like, personality traits that come out. And even, like, if you watch the old film Sybil, which is a debatable history, you can see the kind of different abilities. But primarily the important part of it is, um... That it comes from a place of great trauma in your childhood, like very young. And then it's so horrific that your body just separates itself. Yeah, it separates like parts of your mind so that you're able to cope. Everything I've seen on it is like super interesting. There was an Law & Order SVU episode about it that was just literally fascinating about a woman who had like a bunch of different personalities and like the differences between them were just, I don't know, the actors and the actresses like play people who have these disorders do a really good job. But the problem with it James for me- McAvoy. 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 (laughs) Yeah. He was amazing. He, just in, like, the very subtle ways... So, James McAvoy is the the man who has... Or the person who has 23 personalities, because there are several people in there. There was... There's a few. Mm -hmm. There was Jade, too. But there was, like, so so many cool ways where if he, like... Just the the way he set his shoulders, you knew which Mm -hmm. character. It was like, oh, here's Patricia. Yeah, it was crazy. Even just like, yeah, just like you could see his, in his face, face would change. Like he, oh, it was just so cool. Yeah, Kat and I had this dilemma where we were oddly attracted to what was his name? Dennis. Dennis, and it was like he's not a great person, and it was just it this was like authority and that very like weird. It, it means there's something wrong with us. Yeah, that's what it does. We, we, have some, we need to do some self evaluation if that's something that we found attractive. But it was really weird, and it was, and it happened. So like, because it would be like he would come up and you knew it was Dennis like and we oh, would we could feel it we'd be like oh here's Dennis shut up no it's like <laughs> it so horrible but it was and it then was. sometimes we'd be like oh there's Patricia or they'd be like oh there's Hedwig I poor love babe. Hedwig poor babe etc I'm gonna slap you like so can I kiss you now or what <laughs> you're probably pregnant <laughs> it was so, so cute and you did the, the dance it was like he was so good at dancing to Kanye I know it's amazing etc uh so i and uh, again the doctor was she was amazing she was a f- one the character itself is phenomenal and written yeah. really well and she um, was really good at telling what personality was which but then also staying on the good side yeah she knew how to manipulate yeah. but in like a positive way and yeah. i do think she generally cared and that she generally believed genuinely believed in them and it was just it, it was a really beautiful cinematic piece um, it was good with its, you know, stress. I wasn't super, I didn't super love the flashbacks of the girl, like, to her dad and hunting uh, and stuff, only because I thought it would 
serve us a little better. Like, I know it showed that she knows how to use a gun, but there's a whole scene where he talks about um, you follow your prey with a gun and then you shoot. Yeah. And she didn't do that. And I don't know if that's, like, in well, the back of somewhere. It, I don't know. What it seemed like for me is that the first time when she had something horrible happening to her, she didn't shoot. And, like, uh-huh. that's what I oh. gauged as the reason they did it the way that's they did. It's because, like, sense. the uncle was, like, her torturer yeah. or whatever. And she had the Why chance. She's not impure. Yeah. Like, she had the chance to shoot him and, like, and end didn't. it there. Yeah. And she, she didn't. She fixed it. So. I see that. So, now like, I, I saw it. it more as, like, now I have to shoot. This isn't a hesitation moment. Like, this is, fuck, you need to die. Because yeah. if not, then my life is this from now on. And that's why at the end, she, like, looks at that cop, like, that's not my guardian. Like, I don't yeah. want to be with him. Like, it's yeah. finally, she's like, I've had to deal with enough shit now. I'm done. Yeah. Okay, but- I get it. That makes more sense. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying that, like, anything that happened in the movie was okay and that you should eat teenagers because they've never been through shit, um, but I kind but of... But also, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you should. I, I just kind of agree with the fact that if you've, like, experienced trauma and you've been through something awful that it gives you more perspective and, like, creates a... You're, you have more depth to you. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, like, a deeper personality and existence and, like, you have more understanding of your emotions and, like kind of what the world is. Yeah. Like, she knew Dennis had OCD and was able to tell that girl to pee herself instead of trying to fight him. Like, she understood danger and was able to calculate it without acting rashly. Yeah. I mean, it didn't... I thought she said that more so because it's like, once you do that, you kind of don't want to do sexual things. No, she could tell because the way he he fixed things. Mm. And it could also just be... Maybe that's a tactic that people tell women who are going to be raped. Yeah, I think that's like a thing yeah so if you pee on yourself they don't really want to have sex with you because it's gross and they just murder you yeah it's, it's never a good situation I mean, I'd rather if you're in that situation in any capacity that's not a good time the um follow-up film uh to unbreakable and split is glass and it is set to come out in 2019 are they making a fucking superhero movie that is sort of fucking it is that's what this is that's annoying he's a new villain I don't like it. So we also watch Unbreakable, which if you haven't seen it, that's fine. Um, because it's a it follows a security guard named David Dunn. It's a double which is the name of alliteration. With and that's weird. Also, the alliteration is kind of like a superhero thing. Peter yeah. Parker. Uh, but he survives a horrific train crash at the beginning of the film. Uh, like, no, I'm fine. And after the incident, with the help of a manipulative, disabled comic art gallery owner named Elijah Price, he learns that he possesses superhuman powers. Yes. He's very strong, and he doesn't get hurt. He's unbreakable, as opposed to the very breakable Elijah Price. Um, If all is done is he's trying to explore and confront his powers and just, like, deal with his family and his kid who wants to shoot him, uh, who believes, who needs to believe that his dad is not just a normal, average guy, because that would suck. Yeah. Like, maybe your dad just is fucking normal, and your parents are going through some shit. Like, it's okay. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a superhero that fixes everything. Yeah. Anyway, the ending, he saves some people and exhibits his powers, and then he learns the truth dun, about dun, Elijah dun. Price. I don't know if we should say what the truth is. Anyway, not everyone is as it seems, and it turns out it's a superhero origin story. Ha! So great it was. And that's why at the end of <laughs> I really didn't Split, like it. I'm sorry. It's okay. At the end of Split, uh, you see David Dunn, and they someone is referencing... 
uh, Mr. Glass, which is Elijah Price, or Samuel L. Jackson's character, because they're going to have something to do with it. Because who else is going to be able to fight this super villain who is like a demon in a person's clothes, like that needs to eat flesh and like, what's climbs crazy? the walls? It's like a whole thing where it's just like, <laughs> oh, if you believe hard enough in your brain that you're able to do, like you just decide you're a different person and uh, you can do all the things. What the fuck's Mr. Glass been doing this whole time? Well, that's not... It kind of contra- it contradicts. It it's not like that. you can... His body is messed up. And you. not everyone but can have multiple personalities. I know, but it's basically suggesting, like, if you believe enough... Yeah. Then you can fix your body. It really sucks that Elijah Price was as messed up as he was. Because it's like, you really are supposed to sympathize with him. Like, you see him yeah. on the playground, and you see him reading his comics, and you see his mom... It's yeah. just beautiful. And it's like something just didn't click right yeah. in him. Well, it seems like he just had a skewed understanding of, like, what his purpose was based on, like, the events that happened to him. So, like, he That's how he dealt with his trauma. Yeah. It's like he had his own interpretation of what it was. And it seemed like, honestly, it was because he read too many comics. Which was weird. Yeah, it was a little bit of that. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I read a bunch of superhero things because that's all I could do without breaking. And that's why when kids are mean to me now, I think they all should die. They should break. It was very, yeah, it was they interesting. Like, break now. I want to know where the disconnect happened, where he turned evil. Like, I, I think we'll learn more in the next one. Because it's called Glass. Yeah, so he has to be in it. He has got to be there. And he's mentioned at the end of Split. So yeah. Like, he has to be involved. Maybe in he helps. Maybe it's like a hello, Clarice kind of situation where he helps. Yeah. He's like, I'm a super villain. Ha ha, did you know? I mean, he's pretty powerful. He killed a lot of people. He's killed a lot more people than Split Guy. Yeah. And it was like just with his like smart snot of his body. Yeah. With his fucking explosives. Yeah. He's a terrorist. Yeah. He's very smart. M. Night taught us that terrorists are bad. We did not know before. He taught us. Mystery solved. <laughs> uh, you want to tell us about Six Sense? We already kind of talked about it, but go ahead. We did. Uh, so, this is the haps that happened in the movie. So, Bruce Willis is a like child psychologist or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. He helps kids mm-hmm. with their brains. Yeah. Who experience trauma. And he's like, oh, this is the thing that's wrong with you. Here's the things you can do. Talks to them, kind of uh-huh. figures out what's going like on in their lives. Yeah, like a therapist does. He wins an award, and essentially, there's one kid who, like, he wasn't able to help. I mean, that happens in anyone's career, where it's like, you have, like, one kind of, oh, I wish I went, that went differently mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing, where it's like, you wish you handled things differently, but we're humans, so sometimes we mess up. So this is his mess up, and essentially, he's like, well, why don't you help me? He breaks into his house. The kid that he failed thinks he did not deserve the award breaks into his house, and it's like, in his bath. It's like, ironic. Kinda, it's kind of, like creepy and then also ironic um and then shoots him it's kind of like you failed me i'm always scared when i'm alone do you do, are you scared when you're alone whatever mm-hmm. so shoots him it's sad la da then he goes about his life in quotes <laughs> um, and then meets this boy who's kind of like a very similar to the boy that was in he failed yeah and he sees and this as a parents. new opportunity uh suspected mood disorder so who's like also just like has a lot going on in his life, single parent home, a lot of, very similar to the kid that he supposedly failed. Mm-hmm. So he sees this as like a new chance to make up for the bad thing that happened to him and like that kid and his life or whatever. And basically the whole premise of it is that this little boy sees dead people 
who don't know they're dead. And they kind of just, like, torture him. And no one believes him. So, like, the big thing is, like, do you believe my secret that I see dead people? Because no one else does. Because it's a crazy thing. And he it's, sees like, one specific man who does not know that he's dead this whole time. Yeah. In addition to other people. Yeah, he sees one very important one, though. Yeah. He's really good at twist endings. Yeah. So. But, yeah. So, essentially, Bruce helps him. I don't know what his real name is in the movie. Helps him figure out that, like, the ghost people are there for a reason. They're talking to him for a reason. They want help. They're not just, like, talking to talk kind of thing. Yeah. And then he, help, like, kind of helps the boy. Yeah, because now instead of, like, being afraid of them and running from them, now he's confronting them and he's helping them. So you also feel like... This was my purpose the whole time. Yeah, it's, like, more power to him, kind of, like, take on, like, the horrible things that are happening to him. It kind of makes him his own version of a superhero, honestly. Yeah. Where it's, like, he's not a victim anymore, because he can actually, like, help these people who have passed on and were not able to fulfill their life purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, and the poor girl who died it. via Munchausen by proxy. The big thing. So he helps this boy kind of take power over the fact that he can see dead people. And mom of the year. She's a great over there. mom. She's such a good mom. We're fucking crying in the movie. It was, she's such a great she mom. She's such a good mom. And like, even like her, she's like believes him at the end. And like, that's like such a liberating moment because that's something you don't really believe. Mm-hmm. Like we saw, we saw so many movies where moms just instantly believe their children when they shouldn't have. This is one where we're really happy. Yeah. Like they child's play, child. not so much. Yeah. This one, yes. And it was like, I mean, he did have a good, like winning story about the grandmother. Like that mm-hmm. was kind of like, like a cheap shot. Where it's just like you, like we've established previously that how she feels about her mom. Yeah. Very sensitive. So, like, talking about it is a thing. But she always, like, she knows something's up and she always really handled the situations very well. Yeah. I related to that mom so hard. I do, like, in, in Sixth Sense specifically, he went really heavy on the Philadelphia isms there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's a eagle sweatshirt yeah there was like a sixers hat there mm-hmm. was like we had a drinking game associated with it where yeah. we drank anytime there was a philadelphia associated thing yeah anything philadelphia related we would drink and so we were a little tipsy in that movie well it's also like one of those things where it's like everyone always talks about how he's about the twist like that movie's just like classically good even mm-hmm. without yeah. The twist. Like, all the actors are on it. The story is good, even if he wasn't, spoilers, dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, if that didn't happen, it still would have been a great movie. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as good. Like, it probably would have gotten the big, oh my god, that it did. But, like, you would still watch it and think, like, oh, that's good. All the murder is Philly. Let's go. But it's not even, like, regular murder. It's fancy murder. <laughs> There's different minds inside one person kind of murder. It's exciting. What is happening? Well, it's the whole point of the movie. <laughs> he started out all kinds of broken. He did the opposite of that. No, he's the unbroken. He's unbreakable. The whole, I think they meant the to title. Say, I think they meant to say barely breakable. Misleading. Incredibly From breakable. the get-go. The most breakable. <laughs> well, Bruce Willis is in it, so that's why there's a twist. You can't just have a regular straightforward movie. I see dead people. Or. Kryptonite is water. You're kryptonite. kryptonite is water. 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 Kryptonite. Got it. Got it. Uh, I'm going to say that I see dead people. Yeah. Um, Clearly. uh, In my (laughs) house all the time. Right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Susan. Me? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> what's my purpose? Please tell me. Let's oh, not wait a whole movie. <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, no, Susan. It's a better place. This Susan's always got her back. I see the ghost in our basement. I see dead people in our basement. Is it um, Jess? Um, yeah, no, I, I love the good old Bruce Willis twist that Jeff says. Um, but I also just, like I said, I just genuinely enjoy his films. I enjoy the, the journey he takes us on and, um, the characters that he puts out there are all kind of relatable in a way. Like even these people who are literal superheroes or supervillains are people Yeah, in a more plausible way than I can, like, I can't identify with Peter Parker or Bruce Wayne. But I can yeah. relate to David Dunn and I can Yeah, they're like I can normal know a father. People. Yeah, they're like normal that. people. Yeah. I just you know, he's a big name. But I, I just know I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna enjoy it. I so see dead people. And I loved his movies growing up. Like there were ones that like I love the happening. I don't care what anyone says. Like it was I enjoyed it. Throw my head through a fucking window creepy shit but i really liked it i like all his movies they're like certain parts of like i mean there's certain parts of all movies that i don't like mm-hmm. but like six sense and signs were like two really important movies in my childhood that i just loved and it's like on like they're one of the few the first few movies that i watched i was like oh my god scary movies though Sounds is great i don't want to rewatch idea. it though i wanted to stay preserved in my brain as something like, that was like good and not awful yeah 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 just i want to remember it fondly yeah, like, his name was out there so much when I was younger, too. It was just, like, it was kind of, like, a nice ease into this horror movie genre, yeah. honestly. Because they weren't that scary. But yeah, they were scary sc- enough mm-hmm. for you to be like, oh, I can watch this. <laughs> it wasn't The Ring. It was, like, you know, it was, like, well-thought-out plot. Yeah. With, like, a storyline that yeah. was really interesting that was, like, not to, like, just scare you. It was to, like, make you think about stuff. And, like, when you have to, like, rewatch it and look for all the little cues to tell you that mm-hmm. it's been, you know. It was yeah. just, they're really thought out, and they're really good. And I really like his movies. And I always have. I think as a spiritual person, like, growing up, they really spoke to me, too. Because yeah. there was something about, like, I mean, one of my favorite all-time horror movies, and I'm sure we're definitely going to do an episode on Stephen King mm-hmm. specifically, was Rose Red. But it was, it's foundational in my love for horror. There is just like the scene where a woman who's very religious survives because she's praying. Mm. And as someone who dealt with a lot of just like issues and like trauma and just like constant stress, stress and like fear growing up, having this reaffirmation that like your faith can get you through it really helped me. So like even signs was like, wow yeah. like maybe that's okay and it's not like i'm not that spiritual anymore but there's still like pieces of me that really like appreciate that that existed for yeah. a little gabe like i'm like thank you for putting yeah that into no the i totally hear what you're saying i think i it, i really like them for a similar reason i wasn't very spiritual that like wasn't the thing but it was that like bad things happen to normal people mm-hmm. like that's just bad things happen and it makes you stronger yes and that's like the theme of all the movies is that like you can turn the things that are awful that happen to you into a strength mm-hmm. into like something that like makes you better or like more resilient or like able to handle more in your life so like it makes you stronger not weaker yeah and like in all of his movies you see that and 
for someone who's like, just always kind of felt like, oh, the awful things that have happened to me are weaknesses. They're things, they're reasons that people would not want to yeah. stick around. It's the opposite. Yeah. It's like, no. They, yeah. They're what make you great. People are there. They're what make you way more interesting, way more, you know, layered and have more depth and all that other stuff. They, like, make you who you are, and it's yeah. better that way. Yeah. It helps you not regret them. It helps you, like, be like, this happened for a reason. And I'm better because of it. Yeah. Now you're a superhero. You're an everyday yeah. superhero just for surviving. Yeah. We so, got you. Thanks, Emma. We got great. you. Yeah. We understand. Thank you. You helped little us get Thank through the shit that service. we've been through. Yeah. Cool. Making us think that if we believed hard enough, we'd be cool. Yeah. We'd be good. Maybe we can lift cars. Yeah. We should try. We should try. We should jump off the building. Woo! If you believe hard enough, you can fly. It's a secret. I knew it wrong, Amnon. This is for you. <laughs> we don't know. We're not no, going to Don't, don't do that, and we're not going to No, gonna we're, in, we're fine. We're not going to die. We're just going to continue to not die. Yes. That's that's the lesson that we got. Don't get married to your kids. Don't get married to your kids, because they see dead people. And then they'll get kidnapped and eaten Don't get married, because... The crazy psychopath will eat your kids because they're impure. Yeah. Don't have a regular life filled with no trauma. Traumatize your kids. Yes. So that they mm-hmm. don't get eaten by cannibal people. And jump off buildings because you could probably fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't. Okay, wait. No, really? Don't do that. <laughs> do Hold not on. Hold on. ever <laughs> jump off of a building. You cannot fly. This is not a reverse psychology. This is legit. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blow up trains either. Yeah. Just, like, do your normal thing. But, like, also traumatize your kids. A little bit. Just, like, the right amount. So that they've experienced something. So that... They don't get eaten. The, they don't get eaten for being Man, kids get eaten a lot. Yeah. This is, like... This is, like, many a movie that we've seen where children are consumed. They get eaten in clown. Kids get eaten in zombie movies. Zombie movies, clown. It... It's, oh, Jesus. There's many a movie where children are eaten by bad God, things. God, why have kids? They're just going to get eaten. Yeah, it's don't all have kids that work for that they get eaten. Bye. Bye.